As you know, a couple weeks ago we had camp, so I've asked a few of them to uh, just share a testimony about camp. So I think Sila and, right, Sila and uh, Aurora, Aurora, come on up. Who else was going to share something that happened at camp? Charlie, come on up. Is Michael in here yet? Did you want to share anything? Are you good? Okay, just God moved in your life, right? Okay, Michael, God moved in his life. He's not an upfront kind of person, so. Uh, but we know that God did good things, and, and I'll share with faith was supposed to be here, but I'll share about faith in a minute. Uh, so, Charlie, what did God do at camp while you were at camp this summer? God made me have a good time at camp. Uh-huh. Anything else? That's it? All right, awesome. Awesome. Sila. At the, la at the last night of camp, God showed me the angel Gabriel, and while we were walking back to our cabins, I felt an angel sent by God following me. Awesome, awesome. Now, last year at camp, what happened to you last year at camp? I got the gift of tongues. All right, you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Aurora, what did God do in your life at, at camp this, this year? He called me to be a missionary. What? That's awesome. Awesome. All right, you guys can go sit down. Awesome. Uh, so camp, I'm going to switch over. Right, there we go. So, so like Pastor Norm said, part of what I do is uh, I, I work here, but I also, um, in this, I'm blessed. I am so blessed that uh, God has put me in a place that he's put me here in Gaylord. And, um, you know, uh, God says he gives you the desires of your heart. Well, growing up as a kid, even before I knew Jesus, I wanted to be up north. I love being up north. I love being in the outdoors. I'm a hunter, a fisherman. And, uh, you know, sometimes in the middle of life, you forget about those things that you thought about when you were a little kid, you know? I knew at seven years old I was called to be a pastor, but I forgot about that at a point in my life. But God gives you the desires of your heart, and, uh, and he's put me in a place that I feel like this is home. And uh, I'm so thankful, thankful to you guys that have, uh, just taking me in, uh, Pastor Norm, Pastor Barb. I uh, couldn't have better mentors and leaders, and, and that was something I prayed about, prayed for, that God would put me under leadership that, that I could learn from, that I could uh, glean and, and be an Aaron and a her to. And we're still, we're still learning through that process, but I'm so blessed to have people that believe in me. You know, they don't just believe in me, though, right? They believe the call that God has put on my life, and they're, and, they're, and they're helping in that. And these young, these, these I call them men and women of God because that's what they are, right? They're men and women of God. If they breathe life into me, they speak life into me, our team, uh, uh, um, Sarah and um, Lynn and Miss Sue and Grandma Jackie and Lois on Wednesday nights and, and uh, all the people, Linda and, and Kathy that help and and God is using all of that to help me grow and to make me a better man. And I appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you. Because I couldn't, I couldn't do what I do uh, if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you very much. And uh, you guys should get a hand for that. You guys are awesome. 
And then there's other people, you know, that serve, and it's just been a great, great place to be. So I appreciate that. Um, so today, uh, I wanted to uh, let the kids testify, because I think it's important when God does something in our life that we testify to that. It helps build trust when we step out in faith and we speak about those things. I don't push them to, uh, because, you know, when you do that, you can push them away from God. I've learned that over the years. But uh, I, I've been so blessed. Uh, faith this year, Faith is uh, uh, Faith Davis, if you guys don't know her. She's uh, uh, one of our youth leaders here at the church. And uh, she is, uh, I think she's going into 10th grade. Is that right, Grace? She going into 10th? She's going into 11th. Oh, my goodness, time is flying. She's going to graduate before too long, and then we'll, we'll see what God does next, right? But Faith has been working out to the camp this summer, and it started out, uh, she wasn't sure about it, and, uh, but God moved on her heart, and she, she knew that God told her to come. And so God brought her out, and to watch Faith grow, uh, the original intent was to get Faith to camp. She's not been to our youth camp as a camper yet, so one of the deals was I was going to have her go to camp. Well, about three weeks into it, uh, or two weeks into it, Faith said, I'm, I, don't, I don't think I'm supposed to go to camp. I think I'm supposed to be right here uh, helping and being a part of this team. And I was like, okay. It, and I've learned with Faith that she seeks God and she listens so I trusted that, and I said, okay. And uh, so I, you know, it got crazy around there, and, and I was, I started to think about that a little bit and worried about that a little bit, and I was thinking, okay, God, what are you doing? Because, you know, it was a stressful time, and I was worried that I was stressing her out too much, and not just her, the rest of the kids. But I think I told the story a couple weeks ago when I preached. I, uh, I was going down there to put him to work, and I come around the corner, and they're praying. Um, and I started to notice every time I turn around, that's what they're doing. They're praying with each other and for each other and for, for us as a church body, for other churches, for the district. For It's amazing. It's amazing. And then faith. Faith uh, uh, speaks a word. Uh, God gave her a word over another young lady that was... Uh, uh, that, that we're praying, and she was in the group, and faith received a word from the Lord. Um, and it could have been, been tongues and interpretation, uh, because there was people speaking in tongues, and then when that stopped, then faith gave the word. But I, I know for sure this, that God used her mightily in front of my eyes. And during this summer, faith got to see miracles happen. She got to be a part of what God's doing, and she's grown so much. And so I wanted to share her testimony, that part of it, uh, because to say that, uh, and she spoke the other night at worship, and God gave her a word, and she came up. Do you know how long I've been praying for God to move in our young people like that? I've been praying for a long, long time that God would move in our young people like that. I'm here to tell you, I believe this with all my heart, that God is on the move in our children and our youth. That we're going to see great and mighty things come from them. And if you're not, I preached the other day, get out of the way to get in the way, a couple weeks ago. Get out of the way, but get into the way of God. You want to be in that flow. 
You want to be in the way of God. And I believe God's going to use them and our young people to lead the way. And today's message is kind of, it's, it's about that. It's about trusting the Lord. And uh, I believe we're going to see mighty things happen at the Hope here. Okay. Let me get into it. Thank you, Jesus. So if you got your Bibles, open up to Matthew 18. And we're going to start in verse 1. I'll give you a few seconds here. Oh, thank you. Does it keep sliding down? Is that what's going on? I was wondering what was going on. I thought maybe I was just fidgeting. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him. And he put the child among them. And then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like a little child, you will never get into the kingdom of God. So anyone who becomes as humble as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones, if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. I'm going to stop there for a minute. I want us to kind of take that in. A millstone. Think about that for a minute. Everybody know what a millstone is? Okay, a millstone is this big round stone with a hole in it. It looks like a donut. And usually they hook up oxen or, or something around them or sometimes they can be mechanically driven and they, they take the wheat or, and they ground it down in the flour. That's what a millstone does. It mills stuff down, right? It can also be used for sharpening stuff, but this, I think, particular case is referring to uh, uh, grounding of the wheat to make flour. It's huge, so imagine something that big, adults, you know what I'm talking about, tied around your neck, and then you're dragged out to the ocean and you're dropped in the depths of the sea. You are not coming back from that. It would have to be a miracle, right? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, I pray that this morning, Lord God, that these words not be my words. Lord, they be yours. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I'm learning as I studied this just as much as anybody else. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that uh, you take over the show, Lord, that you open our eyes and you open our ears to what you want us to see and hear. And Lord, may we all leave here better for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, I like the part that says, and anyone who welcomes this little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have that large millstone tied around your neck and cast into the sea, drowned in the sea, as this version says. So I, I kind of want to give you a picture of that. So I'm going to, so, uh, Nate, are you here? Nate, could you come up and stand right, right here on the floor and face the stage? Not you, Nate, the other Nate, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I forgot there's two Nates now. Hallelujah. 
We are, th- we are grateful that you are here, Nate, by the way. So uh, if you could stand on the floor and face the stage, yep. Watch this. Man, look at that. Bam. All right, now turn and face your daughter. All right, and back up just a little bit, maybe two steps. Okay. All right, so Mike, do the same thing. Mike, if you could stand on the floor, and, then, and Michael, if you could stand right here, that would be amazing for me. That's why I needed you in here. And then um, let's, uh, is Tyler in here? All right, Tyler, actually, what, can you guys move down to the other blue mark on the other side of the stage? Tyler, if you could uh, be right, or down here on the floor, and then uh, um, let me do, um, yeah, Tilly. Tilly, come on up here. Tilly, if you could stand right here, right here, in front of your daddy, all right? Okay, good. And then one more. And I don't know if this will happen. I'm, I'm hoping it will. I, I would like Troy and Pastor Norm. Could you guys come up? Could you guys come? Now, Troy, I know normally you don't do this, but I just need your help just this one time. And I, and I, won't, I, won't, uh, I won't make a, you know, a thing, a, a whole sermon. I won't make a whole sermon on you, Troy. All right. So right here. All right. So if you could stand right here, Troy, and if you could stand back a little bit, Pastor Norm. Okay, so, so what I got to ask you, Elise, Elise, do you trust your daddy? Yes, completely, right? Aurora, do you, I mean, I'm sorry, Tilly, do you trust your daddy? Yeah. Completely? Okay. Michael, no. how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Do you, do you trust him a little bit? Enough. Okay, okay. And then, Troy, do you trust your dad? Okay, of, of course. All right, so that's good. So at the count of three, I want you to run and jump off the stage and jump into your daddy's arms. All right, you ready? One, two, three. Ah, okay, awesome. All right, you guys can go sit down. Hallelujah. All right, all right. Now I know, now I know that, uh, I know that they all trust. It, it says a couple things, right? It is, so, so what I think happens, all right, when we're little, we have complete trust in God. Because we have complete trust usually in our fathers. There are some exceptions to that because we have, you know, in this world today, we have, we have some things that we're working on. But once we know our Father in heaven, we completely trust him. And it's not just the physical young, right? So how many of you remember when you first got saved, right? How on fire were you? You remember that? You remember that feeling you could do anything because you trusted in God? You would, you would go to the gas station and you would pray with people. You would, you know, be bold in church and raise your hands. Remember all that? But as we get older... As we get more mature, sorry, I, I remember I got these lines. Uh, took me a second. But uh, I can't, if I go way out there, they have a hard time with it, so i got to stay in here. Um, so we remember those things, but then when, as we get older, right, junk gets in the way. Junk gets in our way of trusting our fathers. Not just, not just you know, stuff out there, but stuff that, you know, has happened to us right, with our fathers, right? Personal stuff sometimes will come in between that. Maybe our, maybe our father made a mistake, right? Maybe they, they wouldn't, they're not who they should be, right? But 
we often will transfer that from our Father to the Heavenly Father. And we can't do that. And then sometimes in, in life, we have uh, uh, tribulations and trials that maybe we love God and we stayed with God, right? We, we got saved, we've been on fire, and we're doing good, but then something tragic happens, right? And we let that get between us and God. Where the problem comes in, where, where we start dipping into this a little bit, is that we're all called to, to, to proclaim who Jesus is. If we're saved, right, we're all called to proclaim who he is. And we're not just called to proclaim it, we're, we're called to walk it out. And it says in here, and, and this, is, this is always, I, I don't know why God always gives me these hard words, but he does. And it, and it hurt. It hurt me when I, when I started to think about it. Because I've made some mistakes. I've made some errors. Not just with my own children, with others. By the way, I've acted uh, by not walking as God has called me to be. And recently, God has, man, just pulled those out of me and, and put me in a place and put people around me to tell me the truth. Hallelujah for people that tell us the truth. And I could see the hurt in their eyes when they were telling me what they were seeing. You know why? Because they loved me. And maybe this time it's them telling me the truth. Maybe next time it's going to be me telling them the truth. You know what I mean? Iron sharpens iron. So when we get in those positions where we're the, either the teller or the receiver, we need to act as God has called us to act. We do it with love. And I believe that was those people, and they may know who they are right now, I love you, and I thank you for telling me the truth when I needed to hear it. And it's probably not the last time you're going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to try, though. I'm going to try to walk and remember the call that God has put on my life. So, so when we get into that position, if we remember when we first got saved and we were on fire for God and we were doing these great things and there was nothing that could stop us, and then we started to live our life, we got rid of movies, we got rid of Music, some of us. We got rid of whatever God told us to get rid of. We, we did that. We, we went through, uh, you know, like cleansing stream and all this stuff. This is what I did in my life. I'm just trying to say that maybe you did some of these things in your life. And God was pointing out what you had to get out of the way so you could trust him. So you can be like Elise and Tilly and run into your father's arms. That's the kind of trust that we're supposed to have. Right? Now, now, the physical thing that we did, it was funny, and, and I, I, but I can tell you this about those two men. If they could catch their sons, they would. Wouldn't you? And Troy and, and Michael, Michael ran off the stage. He was trying to be funny, but, but I think they both know that they can trust their father. So that wasn't the, the object lesson I was going for. I was just trying to make a point that we got to have faith like a child. We have to have faith like a little child because there's nothing in the way between them and God. So anything, uh, a long time ago, I had a pastor tell me this, Pastor Steve Powers. He was in, he, we were having a session and we were talking and he said, Tony, because I was, I was still young in my walk and I was trying to determine what sin was and what sin wasn't. Where was those lines, you know? What, what, how close can I get to it before I step on the other side of it? When does it become sin? And he said this. He said, it's simply this, Tony. Sin is anything that separates you from God. And I started thinking about that. 
It can be a thought, right? It can be an action that I did, or it can be an action I didn't do, right? Anytime sin gets in there, it separates you from God. The key is to trust God enough to go, oh, hold on, let me step back over here. Here you go. Give it back to him. We have to maintain that trust. And then the hard part is as Christians, right, when we start to walk, the second part that comes up, the second part that says, and anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and cast into the sea. Hmm. This is where it got hard for me because I had to start thinking about that and some of my actions over the last, you know, couple months. I don't know if you all know this, but I'm not perfect. I know it's hard to believe, isn't it? But I fall short, and I think we all do at times. I think the key is to have those people that I talked about earlier around you, but also having the trust in God to remember all I have to do is get down on my knees and say, God, forgive me. Take this from me. I give this back. I give this to you. Take it where it needs to go. In Jesus' name. Quick to repent. We need to be quick to repent. That keeps our trust in him. The stuff, maybe you're here today and there's stuff that's in between you and God. Can I just encourage you, get rid of that stuff. Get the answers. There are people here that love you and love God. And I can tell you this, if this is your first time here, there are people that love you and trust God. I can tell you this, if this is your first time here, there are people that love you and trust God. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because I know these people. They love God. And sometimes we, we all fall short and sometimes in those moments. But part of maturity is to know that that person didn't mean that or do that or say that at that time. That goes back to trusting God. We have to trust in God, to trust the goodwill in our, in our brothers and our sisters. And if we do that, we work together as a family. God weaves that together. And then you know what happens? Growth comes. And I'm not saying it's all about growth because it's not about what we see with our eyes, but it's growth in the kingdom. And so when these new people come in and they get on fire from God, and then we act or do or say or judge in a certain way, are we causing them to sin? If what I do in front of people causes somebody to sin, am I doing what that said? Well, well maybe it's not a child. It, it, the Bible's not just talking about our physical children. They're talking about people in Christ. Maybe they just got saved. Are they a babe in Christ? right? Maybe it's, maybe it's just somebody not where I'm at. Are they still a babe in Christ? Yes, they're still a child of God. We're all children of God. When we cause our brother to stumble, we cause them to sin. We're causing one of his little ones to stop trusting in him. Now, I'm not saying every action that we do is going to make someone fall away from God because they have to make that decision but it can add to it, and we will be judged for it. Amen? So we got to think about those things.
I'm so thankful that that was my phone. I'm so thankful that God, that God, we can get to this place where we know that. Like that discernment comes over us. We make the discernment, uh-oh, I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have acted that way. I shouldn't have said that thing. And we can come back to God. God is so, so good to forgive us if we give that back, if we trust him. If we're like them and we run off the stage into our Father's arms and we trust him, he will take that as far as the east is from the west. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read on. So then it goes into, I'm not going to read 7 through uh, uh, seven through 9 here. Because uh, it talks about, you know, what sins and you cut it off and it'd be better to enter the kingdom of God without it. Which is which is awesome the way he, he does that. But I think this last part is really a really good thing to think about when we start thinking about children's ministry and we th- start thinking about us as children. It says, Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones. For I tell you the truth, that in heaven their, T-H-E-I-R, their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Now let's think about that. You guys don't seem to be too excited about that. So let me explain it to you. When Selah seen Gabriel, she seen an angel, right? And what did she say that angel did? What did that angel do? He was standing with you by the campfire. Angels are always with us. Now, some of us, don't, don't get hyper-spiritual on me, okay? Listen. You have angels before the throne room of God that are interceding for you. That's awesome. And he says there. So there's an angel for each one of us. But the greatest thing of all that we can never forget is we have one, the Son of God, that is interceding for us all the time. Right? Amen. And then there's angels that are before the throne room of God, watching over us, praying for us, telling God. That's amazing. That is an amazing, amazing thing. What, it just blows my mind when you think of what God does for us. He's quick to re- re- receive us. He's waiting for us. Like they were waiting for their, their sons and their daughters to run off the stage. He is waiting for us with his arms wide open, saying, jump. Not only that, he, he puts angels around us. And, and, and there's angels in heaven watching and praying for us. And then his son, he sends his son to die so he, that, that forgiveness can come into the world. And if we receive him as, as Savior, we get to be with him in heaven. That's amazing stuff. And I don't know if you've ever been at your, in your point in your life to go, why would you do that for me, God? I can remember I can remember the day that I was sitting in my lazy boy chair and God got a hold of my heart. And I can remember that turning that started in me. There was like butterflies I knew. I knew that I was done. I knew that God was doing something. I didn't know, I didn't know what at that moment. But something was going on inside of me that was different 
And so when I got to that drama and God took my, I gave my heart to God and, and God changed my life, I was so on fire for him. I knew that God, a month later, God called me, reminded me of the call that I have in ministry. It was a, it was a sermon called Enough's Enough, and I had had enough. And in the middle of preaching the sermon, when he said, if that's you, enough's enough, stand up. I didn't just stand up, I ran to that altar. And God got a hold of my heart, he reminded me of what I was called to. And, and what I was called to was trust in him above every other thing. We are called to trust in him. Rachel, if you'll come. God is so good. And I can tell you right now, I don't, I don't know everybody's story in this room. I don't know, maybe you're here for the first time. But I can tell you that God has got a plan for your life. If he can take a wretch like this, and do what he's been doing. And when I look over and I see the fruit, and I don't say this pridefully, I've been blessed to see these children grow and others before them. Children like Faith, Grace, John, Darren. Darren is becoming a, the man of God that you've been praying for, Jeff. I'm gonna tell you right now, that young man this summer, God has done a work in his life. It's amazing. I can tell you, looking at Wyatt and Jake at camp, God is moving in their life. I can see it in our kids' church, Wyatt and Josiah, how much they love God, Troy. They're amazing men of God. Over the next couple months, we're going to be doing new things in our, in our children's church and in our youth group. We're going to start junior high ministry. We need men of God. We're going we're gonna to start into boys and girls ministry. We need men and women of God to help us in that. I don't know what your role is. You ask God. It may just be support. It may be driving a car on an outing. It may be, but it may be that you're supposed to let God use you to teach them. It may be that that these young ladies need someone to come beside them and to tell them that they're loved and to walk through that with them. I don't know if you know this, but in our church, we have a lot of young people that need, either don't have a father in their life or don't have a mother in their life. They might have a grandma or grandpa and an uncle, foster mom and dad, but they don't have they don't have. Uh, uh, the, the family around them. But they have this family, which is way better. I can't say it's way better, but it is, it's a help, right? We, we need to be their family too, is what I'm saying. Do you trust God? Will you let him use you in these young people's lives, in these men and women God's life? I'm, I'm going to choose yes. Let me pray. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that you're teaching us every day of our life how to trust you. So Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, everything that's standing between me and you, Lord, I give it to you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, would you take it away? Lord, would you put it where it's supposed to be? In Jesus' name.
in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for these that are out here today, Lord God. I pray, Lord, if there's someone here that they're still, they, they're just not sure about you. Lord, would you reveal yourself to them in a mighty and powerful way? Lord, would you put people in their path to tell them about Jesus, who he is for them? Lord, the situations that they're walking through, Lord God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, if there's attacks by the enemy right now, that every plan would be canceled over them in Jesus' name. Lord, would you allow them to be in a position, in a place, in a time, in a season, that they can feel you and know you and hear you and see you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray Lord, for those that are walking through trials right now, whether it be in their own bodies, whether it be in their family, whether it be in, in, in a place with work, Lord, whether it be a place at home, Lord, whatever it be, Lord God, would you be there right now? Would you speak to them? Would you show them that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and where there seems to be no way, you're going to make a way? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray, I pray for those of us that are here right now that have a prodigal out there. That we either have a son or a daughter that's walked away from you. That has decided that the world has more to offer than you do. Lord, right now, would you stop the lie of the enemies that are around them? Would you shut the ears, Lord God, to the voices that are pulling them away from you. And Lord, would you, would you just take a season, Lord God, and would you speak to them so loud and so clear, Lord God, that they can hear nothing else. Lord, every corner that they turn, every place that they go, Lord God, I pray that they come face to face with you. Lord, would you put warriors in their path, Lord God, to speak the word of God over them? And Lord, I pray, like I know my little girl, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, the, the vision that you gave to her. Lord, the, the visions that you gave to these. Lord, the, the, the words that are in their heart, Lord God. It says that your word is etched on their heart. Lord, would that word come busting out of them in Jesus' name? And Lord, they would fall to their knees. And just like the story, they would come to their senses. And Lord, they would come to us that are like these that were waiting with their arms open like you are. Lord, bring our prodigals home. Lord, we give you glory for it. Lord, I pray for those that are here today that may not know you as Lord and Savior. Maybe, Lord, that they've just been in such turmoil all their life, they can't even imagine why you would love them. Lord, would you touch them right now? Would you hold them in your arms? Lord, I pray that they would feel you. Your spirit would cover them. Lord, they would physically feel your loving arms around them. Friend, if that's you, I would say to you that, that God loves you. Maybe, maybe you think today is your last day. God says it's the first day. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Sister, that unworthiness that you feel, that is not of God. You are worthy in his eyes. He has plans for you. He has, he has things for you to do. 
Lord God, I pray all these angels in heaven that are looking over us, they come down right now, Lord God. Inhabit the praises of your people as we get ready to worship. Lord God, I pray that your, that your, <laughs> your ears would be open to your servants, Lord God, and mighty things would happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord, and now I'll close this out in a second. Play anything. Good, good father? Okay, well, I, I can't sing at all. I don't know if you know that. Pastor Roger, can you come up and sing? Sing for, I'm sorry, I should have caught, I didn't know God was going to go that way. So, hallelujah. He, he can do anything he wants to do. He owns this place, man, right? He can do anything he wants to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I, uh, can I just tell you guys something? I, I just feel like the Holy Spirit's moving. I believe that he is here today, right? I mean, he's here every day. But I, I feel his presence right now, and I, I really believe there's some of you here today that you just need a word from God. You need to know a direction. You need to know that he, you know, you, you're, you're like struggling with that trust, So as they're starting to play, can our, can our prayer team come up too? Can our prayer team come up too? And, and it, when you feel led, just come up and have, have somebody pray with you. And just give it to God. Trust him enough in this moment. Trust him enough when you come up to say, okay, I'm going to give this to you one more time. Sometimes that one more time, right, is what it needs to happen. You ever heard the saying, the light, what is it, the, uh, sometimes it's darkest before dawn, right? Maybe this is that moment. Maybe right now you're in the darkest place, but the dawn is right now. The dawn is getting ready to come up. The light is beginning to, to shine. One of the things that I seen the other day was up on our hill at camp, there's these little yellow f flowers. They're actually weeds, but they're buckhorn is what they call it. That's what I was told it was. But there are these little, little yellow flowers. But in the darkness and in the shadows up on the hill, every one of them were closed. But as I went down the hill back in the camp, the ones that were in the light were all opened up. This is that kind of moment. These, these are the light. God is saying, bring that stuff into the light and let me take it. Let me make it better. Trust me. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus said this. Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on them, on their heads, and blessed them before they left. Let me bless you. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for every one of your children that are here today. Lord, would you pour out your blessing on them? Lord, would you pour yourself into them? And Lord, may they pour themselves out, pour you out, Lord God, in the places that they go, every place that they take steps, Lord God. Let that be ground for you. Lord, let them take their neighborhoods, Lord God, for you. Lord, let them take their communities for you, Lord God. Lord, let them be a light in a dark place. And Lord God, to you be the glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Before we go today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to take this headset off, and I'm going to be standing right here. If that's you and you want to give your heart to him today, I want you to come up and pray with me. And, and, I, and that you can leave here changed. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we have a dinner after church. Please, everybody, come. It's by donation. Uh, we got lots of food. Come and eat. All right? It's going to be in our children's room, which is... Uh, through the great room and over on the left. And uh, come on in and eat with us, all right? Let me pray for the food as well. Lord Jesus, we thank you again. Bless the food to our bodies. Bless the time of fellowship that we're going to have. And Lord, to you be the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer, come on up. If you want to pray for God, uh, come in your heart. Come and see me.